Welcome, everybody, to F1 Feast. It's the eating show about Formula One. It's the Formula One show about eating. It's from your buddy, Gavin. That's right. Filibuster Freestyle. Filibusterfreestyle.com. The all of it. After almost a month with no F1 Formula One races on the calendar, we had the Baku Azerbaijan Grand Prix which was won by Checo Perez of Red Bull over his more prima donna-esque teammate, though also a two-time world champion, Max Verstappen. And here's what we're going to do today. We're going we're gonna to eat our way through the Baku Grand Prix, the Azerbaijan Grand Prix, with some Baku tofu, which we just made up. It is Dingo Widowmaker Hot Sauce, which, by the way, was the ninth out of ten in the order of hotness on the Schofield rating during the Hot Ones season that Dingo Widowmaker Hot Sauce appeared on said show. So it was literally after Debom Beyond Insanity in terms of hotness. I've eaten it before on this show. I'm eating it again. This time we're taking some tofu. We are taking uh, a nice cucumber-based salad dressing. We're putting the Dingo Widowmaker on it, and we're calling it Baku Tofu. It is what it is. Um, we're doing it, and we're doing it real, and we're doing it live. And here's the plan, because it's, it's kind of gross to listen to people eat, especially when they're by themselves. And we may have Chief Marketing Officer Cindy Harrington join us later in the pod. We may not. So because I'm worried about that, I'm going to eat all 12 bites, all 12 pieces of Baku tofu, and then I'm going to make 12 points about the race after having eaten it. I'll be eating it during the theme song, and when I come back, my ability to speak might be incredibly impaired. But first, let me tell you about my friends in two places. One, at Pop Sketch Designs, you want their newest creation, which is a Rihanna Super Bowl MVP t-shirt. you got to log on to etsy.com slash shop slash popsketchdesigns or follow them on Instagram at popsketchdesigns. And if you're looking for good content, I'm recording this on a Wednesday. We're in the middle of the week. If you're looking for good content on Money Monday or P-Funk Friday, you got to follow America's favorite party band, Drilling Threes, on Instagram at Drilling Threes. Okay, theme song. I'm going to S-can a bunch of these Baku Tofus. And um, big band name of the week, by the way. Baku Tofu. And we're going to uh, make some points about the race right after I wolf these down. Filibuster, filibuster freestyle. Filibuster, filibuster Watch freestyle. Watch out for the filibuster. 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 Filibuster freestyle. Filibuster freestyle. It's the filibuster freestyle. Filibuster freestyle. Okay, real talk. I had three pieces of the tofu. My tongue is burning. I have the hiccups. I'm sweating. I'm going to try to get the rest of it down. This is going to go really poorly for us. All right, five more down. Wow. It's really hitting me. Four more to go. At least you don't have to listen to me chew. Okay, 12 for 12. Clear sinuses. Full hearts. Can't lose. Can't talk. Hold on one more second. Oh, my God. All right, the hiccups are gone. Back of my tongue is on fire. And I don't even really have that good of notes. So 
this is going to be maybe the worst podcast in the history of the podcast. Definitely not, by the way. But it's definitely the most adventurous F1 feast we've ever done. So Checo Perez had a monster weekend. Let's start there. Checo Perez wins the sprint race, qualifies well, wins the actual Azerbaijan Grand Prix. Beats his teammate, Max Verstappen, by 2.137 seconds. And the Red Bulls are the dominant car, right? We're four Grand Prix in. Red Bull as a team is four for four. They are already beginning to run away with the Constructors' Championship. And the only two cars that have won races are the two Red Bulls. And Checo Perez. Sorry, i got to drink a little bit of coconut water. Checo Perez is proving up to the task to give Max a run for his money. In a year where Checo is the only other person in a car, the Red Bull, capable of giving Max Verstappen a run for his money. So it's game on. And the interesting thing is the Red Bull is still incredibly dominant despite the fact that these other teams have three and a half weeks to try to figure out is there any way, any concept, any tweaks we can make to be more competitive at Baku. And I understand that several of these teams are going to be looking to make uh, well, make improvements as we get to Miami and certainly uh, Monza in Italy. A lot of teams are planning on, on big things at Monza, including McLaren, I think Mercedes. But at the end of the day, Checo is the street circuit master, and Checo takes another street circuit championship. And Checo is looking 1,000% ready to take on Max. And maybe also about 100% ready to push the envelope on is Red Bull going to extend him or is the relationship with Max and Checo going to fall apart? As for Max, arguably outclassed by his teammate, also got into a major altercation slash tiff. I lean more towards tiff with George Russell, who... Listen, they hit each other in the sprint race. Uh, They were in the apex. They were in the turn. The rules were a little funky, a little murky. But the bottom line is it sounds like Max is just griping that he doesn't get special treatment and that these younger drivers, and by younger I mean about Max's age, not quite the prodigies that Max was, they're driving in the same style that Max does, and Max doesn't seem to like it very much. We've gone on record on F1 Feast. We've gone on record for a long time with the filibuster freestyle. Not fans of Max Verstappen. And huge fans of Checo because of that. Third point we got to make is third place. Charles Leclerc, or as some like to call him, Charles Leclerc. Um, but Charles Leclerc, best race of the season by far for him and for Ferrari. Uh, because his teammate Carlos Sainz came in a distant fifth place. Um, Leclerc was plus 21 seconds on Checo. Fernando Alonso, we'll get to him in a bit, of Aston Martin, was plus 22 seconds, very close to Leclerc. And then Carlos Sainz was plus 45 and a half seconds behind Perez, behind Checo. So a good 24 seconds behind his teammate, Charles Leclerc. 
goes back to one of our earlier pods, which is Charles Leclerc is a much better driver than Carlos Sainz. It is happening. You can listen to actual F1 podcasts, and by that I mean with people who are actual pundits or journalists or former drivers of the sport, and they're now saying the exact same thing out, out loud. I'm sure they've been thinking it for a while, certainly sooner than I was, but we've been saying on this pod since the beginning, right before the season started, that it's clear that Ferrari needs to put their eggs in the basket of Charles Leclerc. He had a great race, first podium of the season. That Ferrari is still a monster in qualifying, especially on the right tracks. It is just not as fast as the Red Bull, and it's not as race-ready, it seems, most most weeks as the Aston Martin or even the Mercedes. But, you know, they're, they're third place and fifth place, sandwiching the Aston Martin behind the dominant Red Bull car. Ferrari with his best performance of the season, and good to see Charles Leclerc be able to stop listening to Hello Darkness, My Old Friend by Siren Garfunkel and to actually enjoy himself. Fernando Alonso, how can the fourth point for fourth place be the guy who earlier this week rumored to be dating Taylor Swift? Here's the thing. You know F1 was on too long of a hiatus due to the cancellation of the Chinese Grand Prix when there's Fernando Alonso is dating Taylor Swift rumors. To say Fernando Alonso is having a moment and a renaissance all at once would be an understatement. But the Aston Martin car seems to be here to stay, especially with Fernando Alonso in it. And when you look at his teammate, Lance Stroll, billionaire's son, coming in seventh, splitting the Mercedes, Hamilton in sixth, Russell in eighth, that Aston Martin's legit. And the big question is, point number five... Is Mercedes going to be able to find a way to wrestle a – well, Mercedes is in third. Aston Martin is in second. Ferrari is in a distant – they're currently in a distant fourth in terms of the Constructors' Championship. Mercedes' engine is both in the Mercedes car and the Aston Martin car. So it's not an engine issue. It's a design issue. We all know Mercedes failed the design for 22 and decided not to completely change the design yet for 23 and have once again failed for 23 thus far. There are rumors of a completely different concept or relatively significant different concept coming our way. So we're going to see. But can Mercedes get it together with their midseason upgrades to catch Aston Martin and take that number two spot which last year they lost out to Ferrari on, and this year they seem to be losing out to Aston Martin on. Mercedes, by the way, Lewis Hamilton, by all accounts, had a really good weekend. He outdrove his teammate, George Russell. Um, the Mercedes didn't seem to be incredibly well positioned for a podium, and Lewis had some bad luck with the safety car uh, and the pit strategy that he wound up being on, and he still was able to get back up to the field all the way to sixth place, couldn't quite get past Carlos Sainz. Some dirty air there, things of that nature. Lance Stroll, got to give the guy a little bit more credit, like I said, but I'll skip over him. George Russell. George Russell seems to be absolutely wanting all that smoke, not only from his own teammate, Lewis Hamilton, when necessary, but also from Max Verstappen and anybody else who gets in his way. Now, I think George is an incredible driver. I think George is going to have a moment probably later in his career. It's not quite there yet, and more importantly, his car is not quite there yet. But George Russell is a won't-back-down Tom Petty fan, and that's the way it is. Let's get into McLaren. Lando Norris coming in ninth place. Probably the quietest ninth place ever. I literally couldn't remember where Lando came in. 
Yuki Tsunoda, though, a big one point, a big tenth. Yuki, I believe, has been tenth twice and eleventh twice in what, by all accounts, is a piece of garbage AlphaTauri. In fact, his teammate, Nick DeVries, was the first person out of the race, did not finish, and uh, one of two people not to finish. Uh, Alfa Romero had a terrible day. Joe, 19th place, did not finish. Botas, worst guy to finish, 18th place. Ooh, we have a special guest potentially. Hold on. All right, no special guest just yet. I've been full of false promises in this episode, folks. But what's that? I don't even mention it. Cindy Harrington talking from the back room, and uh, oh, Cindy Harrington coming over. I'm entering the studio. Entering the studio, Cindy Harrington. We've talked about a lot of things. How did how your friends at Haas do? Um, not great, I don't think, right? Not really. Hulkenberg, 17th place. K-Mag out of the points. Oh, what happened to Hulkenberg? Because he was like top 10 at one point. He was on like a basically begging for a safety car, lifeboat. He basically was on hard tires. Oh, you're really sweating, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. It's, this was real. Just get, I'm just listen, laying eyes on you for, for real here. <laughs> if you listen to the beginning of the pod, it's a real struggle. I'll, after the I'll look forward song. to that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and all the people listening are like, we're already in the future. So, yeah. Thanks. Got it. Um, yeah. So Hulkenberg was on basically a zero pit strategy on the hards, hoping oh, for a magical safety car to bail coming out. back to me now. And yes. then he lost traction and lost his footing and... It was, you know, it was kind of like a roll with dice. A lot of Gunther Steiner on the broadcast. What do you think about that? Always welcome that. Always want to hear from the man, the myth, the legend, Gunther. I mean, you run basically the worst team in the league, and everybody loves you. That's charisma. <laughs> yeah, basically, you just stay on every single year despite doing horrifically. That is charisma. Though Helgenberg is still top ten, I think, in terms of points. We can for, look it up. I think he's got like six points. We can look it up. Uh, so anyway, really quickly, I was at tenth place. Piastri, a nice 11th. Uh, and actually, okay, I'll tell you what, the 9 and the 11 for McLaren is better than they've been. For sure. Albon, a little bit of bad luck, but 12th at Williams is pretty damn good. Yeah. Talked about K-Mag. The French pairing uh, of the Alpines, Gasly, Ocon, 14, 15. Mm. Logan Sargent, the American, in the Williams, 16th. Talked about Hulkenberg, talked about Botas, talked about Joe. Joe. And not finishing, and DeVries not finishing. And you still don't like Nick DeVries? Nope. Do you like – who do you like better than him? Everybody? Pretty much. Anybody you don't like more? Than- or is it – Do I, am I confusing DeVries and Piastri? Who's like the little schmarmy looking young guy? That's DeVries. Okay, fine. Piastri also is in that ilk, of that ilk. Okay. But I would say he's – because he's Australian versus uh, British. Got it. He's a little smarmy. Yeah. Not to take shots at British people being smarmy, but I think it's just like the Aussie piece is a little bit of a got it a wild card for the smarminess. Yeah. So it's the reason you're thinking of. Fair. All right. Why don't we look up? Pretty pumped that um, Leclerc made made the podium. Finally had a good race. I said that earlier, and I think you're right. And uh, uh, I'm really happy for him. He deserves it. He totally deserves it. I I literally said he can stop singing "Hello Darkness, My Old Friend" for a week. Have you talked about Alonzo and Taylor Swift dating? I mean, I just said that he's clearly having a moment slash F1 was delayed for too long. Yeah. If we're getting into outlandish rumors about the two of them dating. I loved it. It's like two of my favorite things colliding. Right. Being Taylor Swift or being like celebrity gossip. 
F1 and Taylor Swift. Which well, of like, course the F1. What a what a wonderful combination for me, like specifically. Yeah, it was like oh, they re- they wrote it for people like you. Yeah. So let's you want to do the driver's points uh, breakdown? Sure. So DeVries, Sergeant, Goose Eggs, K-Mag, one point. Uh, I love K-Mag. I wish he would get there a little bit. Yeah, he's taking a step back kind of, which yeah. is interesting. Yeah, I wish he'd get in the mix a little bit more. Yeah, uh, Albon, one point. Yuki, two points. Two ten places, two elevens. I was just saying before you walked in. Yuki's actually doing really well in a piece of crap car. Right. Uh, Joe with uh, two points. Alfa Romero. Great. Gasly and Ocon both have four each. Somehow Botas has four points, and I feel like he's in last place every week. Every time, yeah. Piastri somehow has four points. This all goes back to in Australia, every car collided. Yeah. And all the guys who were behind 10-point place got to slide in. Right. And you get into some real drivers, if you will. I feel like Hulkenberg is doing a great job back on the scene, six points in a Haas. And honestly, between him and K-Mac having seven points, there were years when Haas had zero points for a Correct. season all year. Yeah. So, you know, we'll take that. Certainly not their worst season. No, not at all. Thus far. Lando is somehow in the top 10 with 10 points at ninth place. Nice. Lance Stroll in a really good car, eighth place, Ugh. 27 points. Which He's is such wild. a snooze fest. Well, yeah, but I mean, no, no question. Yeah. No, no, nothing to add there. Yeah. George Russell, only one point ahead Interesting. of Stroll. Yeah. A dep- and then what's even weirder is Charlotte Claire is in t- two DNFs. Yeah. Yet he's tied, tied with Russell. Interesting. I would not have believed that. Right. I think it goes to show you that the Ferrari still is probably a better car if they can get their, out of their own way. Totally. Ferrari's at the Boston Celtics. They just can't get out of their own way. Mm. Uh, at least currently. So, Charles, though, is behind Carlos Sainz, who just has better luck than him, but is not a better driver. I think it's kind of clear. I agree. Lewis hanging, in, hanging out in fourth place. Yeah. Doing a lot better than his teammate so far. But then you really get into where we're at the mix. That really takes a jump. Which point is wise. Fernando Alonso is I mean, fourth place was his worst race last week. He's been third place the other three times. And then Checo and Max have split. And it's a six point race. Mm. And it's super exciting. Yeah. It is super exciting because uh, I really think it, well, one, it's the only chance of drama. I said all this earlier. Yes. But two, for the people out there who love Max and love Red Bull and therefore like Checo, but there are also people who like Checo and hate Red Bull and hate Max, but are right. glad that somebody has a car fast enough to challenge Max. Yeah, I mean, you want someone to obviously challenge him, and it's even more dramatic that it's his own teammate, right? Right. And it's supposed to be like his lackey and his fall guy. And exactly. Like, you know, the guy who helped him. He's know. the bow test to, to his Hamilton, essentially. Right. But then instead of sliding backwards down the grid like Botas did, this guy is actually thinking, maybe I can do this myself. And I actually would love to – I was speculated this earlier. Let's get your thoughts on this. If Checo winds up finding a way to like, win the championship this year, yeah, does Red Bull kick him off the team? It's a great question. I don't know. Such a question. Tough – like does Mercedes go after him or – No. I Mercedes don't. is trying to sign Hamilton right now. I know that. I trying saw to that. him, yeah. Yeah, I, I saw that well. today. I, I don't – I feel like Checo – I don't know. I'm really interested to see, you know, you've got high profile people like Danny Rick waiting in the wings. True. Danny Rick's been out there on social media saying he's feeling like he's moving back towards a seat for 2024. Uh, well, I, I mean, what else is he going to say? Well, of course. But I doubt that means at Red Bull currently. But, I mean, if this Max and Checo thing phrase to a point of being, uh, you know, like a Nico Rosberg, Lewis Hamilton type situation – 
which kind of predates Draft to Survive fans like ourselves. Yeah. Uh, but I heard about it. I read about it in a book. Uh, actually, I heard about it on a podcast. Anyway. Okay. I am a delusional from this hot sauce, but I finally feel normal. Wow. So the Baku Tofu, a real hit. Amazing. All right. Let's just have one feast. And the reason it's short and sweet, besides lack of preparation and malt burning, is there's a race this week. Miami. We're in America. Oh, We're wow. back. We have like three races in three weekends. Fabulous. We and had such so, a long break. I welcome it. Yeah, so it's excited to be back. We'll see you all in Miami or after Miami. Cindy, enjoy your meal. Thank you. And Bye. Oh, okay. Everybody else, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your pods. More importantly than all that, get yourself a Rihanna Super Bowl MVP t-shirt from Pop Sketch Designs. Follow them at Pop Sketch Designs. Marky Sale has done it again. No one's doing Rihanna Super Bowl MVP t-shirts except for Pop Sketch Designs. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to the F1 Feast, the Baku Tofu, a real hit. Wait, wait, wait. Don't. Don't turn the channel. Cindy Harrington is off the air. Hits me with a great hot take. Go ahead, Cindy Harrington. It's about Red Bull. It's about Red Bull. I personally, just through interactions, feel that Christian... Horner. The Horner. The, what, what's his like official title? T-Principal. T-Principal. I knew it was... I called him manager. I knew that wasn't right. I just feel like he actually likes Checo more than Max. I think he has to like Max because they've developed him and brought him up, and he's obviously the champion. But I feel like Checo has always been his little like passion project almost. Mm. And I feel like, gun to his head, he would prefer Checo over Max. And wow. so that's why I think it's interesting that Checo's now kind of creeping in and it will be a, a dramatic finish. Right. I think Christian is very diplomatic in his enthusiasm for Checo. Yes. But to your saying, but deep down. I just watched their interactions and I'm, I always think, God, he loves this guy so much. Wow. Yeah. So then I think you have your answer to the question I posed earlier, which is, are they going to jettison him? I think under only the most rare circumstances would Christian... Christian's going to find a way to try to politically thread the needle. He is. I mean, and he's a sneaky little bee, too. So. so if anybody can figure it out. That's right. But you know why? I've actually, you know, again, doing the copious research that I do sporadically. Yes. Both Christian... Well, I knew Toto was a kind of like a failed... And by failed, I mean... I don't, if he made the grid, I think it was a short-lived. But I think a lot of these principles <laughs> come from racing backgrounds. Sure. Zach from McLaren has famously said, you know, you're not a good racer, but you're a good salesperson. Why don't you get into that? And yeah. Zach's kind of hard laid that um, very well. Um, in terms They're living of the, out their dreams elsewhere. Right. But like Toto similarly was like a race car driver. But I learned that Christian was also a driver and like wasn't – again – not that he was bad. Yeah. He was good enough to be on the yeah, scene. Yeah, he's like a petite little. But, but like Christian wasn't Max or Checo. But I think when you kind of come up and you stay in it and you loved it and you weren't good enough at it to be great at it mm. or elite at it. Yeah. You're going to gravitate towards the guy who's worked really hard, who's had to like take some hard left turns or whatever versus right. Max. Who, That's a good Again, world-class generational Prodigy like talent, right? But he's also had a silver spoon in terms of 100%. Since Rebel signed him at 15, he's had the best of everything, and everybody gets out of his way, yeah. And that's why it's so fun to see Max get effed with one competitively with his teammate, or two with people like George Russell, who also don't give a crap and are spoiled and crash into him, right? In, in the middle of the turn <laughs> oh, during the sprint race, yes. 
Which we covered earlier. So yeah, anyway. yeah. So I mean, Christian must see some of himself. Right, in Checo. the best version of himself is exactly. like Checo outperforming. Yeah, this. so there's like a. I feel like there's a love there. Mm, so okay. I don't well, know. That's a hot take. We'll see. See don't, what happens. Don't I hit top that one? Thanks, right. Cindy. You're welcome. Bye. <laughs>